Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Welcome back to Action Action, the action movie podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our list. It gets longer and longer. And uh, I'm joined by always by Dustin. Hey. And we got a special guest this week. Very special. Very special. We have John. What up, what up? He's here. (laughs) He's here. He's among us. (laughs) Uh, Hey, you know what? We're on the BFOP network. You should check out those shows, like um, the horror one. The horror one. <laughs> What's it called again? <laughs> Return, Revenge, Resurrection. Exactly. And um, the other ones. Talking Back, you know. Talking Back and Podcasting After Dark, after dark and yeah. Blast From Our Past and the trivia one. Yeah, is that still a thing? I don't know I don't if that's know. still a thing. No? Okay. I thought I had to put it down. Shut once it you, off. Yeah, once you uh, went in there and blew it up. Cowards. <laughs> They're like, well, guess we can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, um, hey, uh, before we get to our uh, sink or swim segment, John, what do you what have you been doing? Like, I've been not doing this, which has been kind of nice. Yeah, you got something to plug? or <laughs> no. Where can people find you? On nowhere. Uh, you, can find me on, nowhere. you can find me on X. On X? Yeah. Nice. On that sweet X. I actually just deleted my Twitter, my X account. Oh. I just was like, finally, after this whole fiasco with changing it, I was like, oh, this, what the fuck? Well, yeah. I don't even want an account anymore. You don't want to do little X's every day? No. Is that, what is that what they call it? I think so. I think X going to give it to you? X's now. X's. Mm-hmm. Yo, X at me. X. X at me, dog. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, into my nothing, X's. You know what I have been doing is I've been watching movies for, for enjoyment, for fun. Didn't feel like homework. <laughs> As opposed to the torturous experience <laughs> that we've put you through. No, but I would be lying if I said it does feel different when you want to watch a movie <laughs> instead of you like are assigned to watch a movie. After, I think, years of doing it, you kind of you lose a little bit of like oh, I guess I have to watch this, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it's a lot of times it's more like I'm getting through it <laughs> instead of just enjoying it. I'm gonna get through this, but uh, mm. yeah, you know these are problems that mm-hmm. upwardly mobile white men have in the year 2023. So <laughs> okay, well, business. what have you been watching? Uh, I got a couple that I have been watching uh, recently. I've been kind of going back and watching like older stuff. I watched a double Michael Mann feature. I watched Mindhunter and Thief. That's a great double oh, sorry, feature. Sorry, Manhunter right and Thief. Uh, man, so good. I watched uh, Manhunter, and uh, I'd never seen it before. And 
I just, yeah, I loved it. The color, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, the, the man stuff, the, the, everything <laughs> Michael Mann is just so like rich in this film. Uh, I mean, the, the, I'd say the plot is a little thin yeah. at times, but I mean, who cares? It looks so it's good. It's more of a vibe. Right? It's a vibe. That movie is a straight vibe. Mm-hmm. Speaking of straight vibes, also thief. Yeah. Uh, with James Caan. Holy fuck. What yeah, a movie. that one's even earlier, right? He made that before Manhunter, right? Eighty-one, I think. Right? Yeah. Manhunter was like eighty-six. Yeah. Thief is like eighty-one, eighty-two, somewhere there. But um, yeah, man, just like two really good, two really good movies that made me, maybe just like appreciate like Michael Mann, everything Michael Mann. I got to go back and watch some of his newer movies that I didn't see because they were, you know. Yeah, do you though? I don't know. I want to. <laughs> I want to. Maybe there's like. I, I saw that black hat. Black one. hat. Nope. No, no, don't that's with that. who's isn't there like a Chris in there? Yeah, uh, Hemsworth. There's a Hemsworth. Hemsworth oh, as a oh hacker. yeah, I watched that. He's a hacker. Sucks. Oh, does it start it off with the blowjob scene like in uh, Swordfish? <laughs> no, that would have been something. Remember that? You guys remember I, that? I, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, what's his name? Is that fucking Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. So Wolverine's got to hack into this. Computer system while he's getting while he's getting a blowjob like or John Travolta is gonna kill him. Mm. Oh, it's like a test. Yeah, oh, yeah. The best kind of test. The best. Kind is it of Halle, test. Berry? Halle Berry? Halle Berry's in it. I don't know. Is she the one that's blowing him? Uh, or? I don't know. All I know is that uh, that movie sucked, but I kind of want to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> the bus doing. flying through next. the air. That's what I remember. Yeah, the bus. Scene. I don't remember the any- bus scene is like the one. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I don't remember anything other than, other than that from the movie. It was like a huge deal. And I remember there was like on the DVD, it was like here's how they did here's this how they crazy did the sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a good movie. But yeah, but then the, I'd wrap that up with uh, non-actiony, non, but a Barton Fink. Oh, nice. I started listening. To this, I started listening to this new podcast um, called Subtitles On, and it's just about. Uh, people that are talking they're writers talking about movies kind of and they've all been about writers and i've never seen barton fink oh you never saw it before no never actually watched it it's a wrestling picture which is great because i had no idea what the movie was about (laughs) i thought it was going to be about two down on their luck writers in hollywood like, uh, like Totoro and Goodman? Totoro and Goodman. I thought they were like two <laughs> writers who were pals who lived next to each other. Right. That's not, James, that's not what happens in this okay. movie. Okay, all right. Yeah. It might be the far of the sake from what happens in this movie. It, 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 it's fantastic. I, I loved it. I loved it, it so it's much. It's so, so fucking good. John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman might have given one of the best yeah. performances, like one of my, sorry, the best. I'm not here to judge best. I'm here to judge my favorite. One of my favorite performances, though. Yeah, amazing. I, I'm just thinking of scenes from that now. And when he's, you know, he's so high, like Torturo's character is so like high minded. And now he's going to, you know, do the, he's going to sort of teach for the these working things. You know, the working man. And he, he can't write a picture like for the working yeah. <laughs> at all. He just can't do it. Yeah, it's it's pretty much this yeah. James this this playwright from this is like 1939, 40, something, yeah, something, like, something that. like that. This playwright is like getting all this acclaim in in on Broadway or whatever. He gets a deal to come out to Hollywood, thousand dollars a week mm-hmm. to they'll you know, put him up, and he just has to write. So right. he has to write a, ra- a wrestling movie, but he doesn't. Yeah, so they, like that's a okay. fucking genre. Yeah, you know the you know those you know the genre of wrestling films. 
and he just can't do it. And Steve Buscemi is Chet, the the bellhop, and John Goodman plays I forget the character's name, but he's his neighbor, and it's just so good. And I heard an interesting story about the movie on um, on the podcast I was listening to uh, that they were so they were writing. Miller's Crossing, another great movie. I, I'm actually next on my list to go back and watch. They were writing Miller's Crossing. They got to this point where it was they were, didn't have writer's block, but it was complicated. And they're like, "This is really complicated. Let's just step away for a second, and then we'll we'll like clear our heads and finish it." So they step away by writing Barton Fink. <laughs> Go back, finish Miller's Crossing. They write Miller's Crossing. Jeez. They make Miller's Crossing. They're like, great. What do you want to make next? They're like, well, we wrote this movie, Barton Fink. They're like, great. Go make it. <laughs> Go make Barton Fink. These, like, the Coen brothers are just, I mean, obviously amazing. But this uh, to think that they just were like, let's take a break from writing this other movie. Yeah, and then we'll write and Let's stop making Barton this one Fink. masterpiece and make this other one <laughs> yeah. for fun. So that's great. And then a bunch of TV. I watched them like... You know, all my all my HBO shows are kind of over. I got my Righteous Gemstones. I got yeah. I got Bible Succession. I'm watching right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, as far is that, as is that season over, Righteous Gemstones, or is there no? Is it's, there more? it's still going, and it actually. I couldn't tell if that was the finale wanna, or not. I know that we like to keep these things ever evergreen, so we never know when this uh, came mm-hmm. out. But today, it just got announced that the the show got picked up for another season. So it'll be fourth yeah, season. Yeah, I heard that. So that's, that's great. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. Um, but I'm uh, more action adjacent would be Hijack. What's oh, that? It's a little Idris Elba Apple TV show. Okay. It's great. Is it's it? just, it's... <laughs> a hijack. It's a show? It's a TV show. It's a seven part, I think, or never, eight part. I've never even heard of this. TV show. Uh, Idris Elba is on a plane from Dubai. I think something like that to uh, to London Heathrow, and it gets hijacked. He's a negotiate. He's a negotiator, like for acquisitions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he uh, he gets caught up in this. Would this show work with another actor? Probably not. Probably not. Is it Idris Elba looking like looking like he very intense and uh, talking to people on a plane and? Trying to like manipulate things, yeah, it's great. The whole I thing love it. takes place on the plane. No, there's well, also there's gotta be characters uh, what's her name, right? Archie, from The Good Wife. She was mm-hmm. the private investigator in The Good Wife. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like a cop who's like on the ground in right. London. And it, I've heard it referred to that this show could be just like people running around in London, like trying to solve it. But it almost most of the attention is on the plane okay. with these with these characters how hmm. long can they stay up there <laughs> um six and a half hours i believe the flight is so like 24 it's like happening in real time kind of yeah 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 it's kind of happening in real time huh. but it's like it's super fun it's not super heavy yeah. it's just a good fun show Something fun yeah, that's what I imagine. Oh, is the second season going to be hijack on a train? I hope there's just it should be, Boat. but I hope there's Ship. just there could be no other season. This should be over. Um, but then I read. Uh, I I was like, I'm gonna I want to read again. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, but I bought the new. I don't know how new it is, but Patton Oswalt uh, has a he wrote a comic book for Dark Horse called Minor Threat. 
So I picked that up. I'm like, this is going to jumpstart me back into <laughs> reading graphic novels. And it didn't. And it didn't. Did you read it? I read it. Was it all right? It's okay. Okay. Not great. Nah. Yeah. 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 That's too bad. Kind of a cool world. But I'm always disappointed, I feel, when uh, like people I like from other realms, like comedians. Try, try, or, to, try to... I mean, Kevin Smith's probably my favorite, like person, like a director or a writer that's gone into comics, right? And written he, things he that I've enjoyed. Some good stuff, yeah. Like I think he wrote was it with Green Arrow? His run in Green Arrow was really good. Yeah, yeah, Daredevil. Um, Daredevil, yeah. yeah. But it's okay. It's good. It's fun. Fun read. But but didn't blow. But your it socks didn't off. blow me away. Mm-hmm. That's didn't, me. Didn't blow you like Hugh Jackman. Didn't blow me like like I'm gonna say it's canon that it's Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman. Right. And I think there might have been a gun involved. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right about that gun part at least. Yeah. And John Travolta. Yeah, what a film. Oh, so I should have gone. You watch. I should have gone last. Speaking of Scientologists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I, you know, I haven't watched a ton of stuff really since we've done this, but, uh, I watched this movie called the last run. This is a 1971 like crime movie with George C. Scott. He is an old like getaway driver. He's retired to, um, I think it's Portugal. Yeah. And he gets this job to kind of help pick up this criminal guy who's going to escape from a, a bus prisoner prison bus thing pick up him and his girlfriend and take them uh across country to this other place and then that's it that's kind of supposed to be the whole deal mm-hmm. um but you know things go wrong um when he gets them to the place uh it's clearly some kind of setup uh, the guy and his girlfriend are gonna get killed so george c scott helps them escape and they take off um and the boyfriend is kind of kind of crazy he's like a young killer kind of guy um, they're trying to figure out what, what the setup is, why people want him dead. And, you know, it's, it's kind of standard stuff, but it's really well done. The chase sequences are awesome through like the winding hills and, oh, yeah. and, and Portugal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really like this movie is it's, it's just a good seventies crime flick. Um, it's, I think it's kind of hard to find now. I think there's maybe only a DVD of it. I don't think it's out on Blu-ray. So, uh, yeah, track it down if you can, it's worth watching. Then I watched this movie from the 80s that I always remember looking at this video box, but I never watched it, called Death Death Before Dishonor, 80s. I don't think I've ever seen that. Starring Fred Dreyer, yeah. a.k.a. Hunter. You guys remember Television's Hunter? I do remember Television's Hunter. Yeah, so this movie reminded me a lot of uh, Delta Force, actually. <laughs> but oh, really? It has more, well, does it have more action than Delta Force? Ugh. If it does, it's not by a ton. It's maybe a little better paced than Delta Force, but... It sucks. <laughs> it's, they're, in, they're in the Middle East. There's a bunch of, you know, terrorists are doing this and that. The, the, aren't the, it's like a real commercial for <laughs> the U.S. military. and mm. it's, It kind of was terrible, really, to be honest. I, I did not enjoy it at all. Um, there's a couple okay action sequences, I guess. But what i guess would have done the job if you were uh you know 10 years old in 1987 or whatever when it came out but yeah but were there any rockets shot out of the ass of a dirt bike no and so for that reason alone <laughs> it is not as good as that's okay. force <laughs> 
Uh, and I watched Dio Dreamers Never Die. This is a documentary about Ronnie James Dio, arguably the greatest singer in the history of heavy metal. Hmm. Uh, actually, pretty interesting life. Uh, he's the guy that like influenced Jack Black a lot. <laughs> and oh, really? Sort of. Though just like the mannerisms of Jack Black and his yeah. heavy metal sort of singer persona kind of thing, um, he had a crazy career. He he was in he started out in like these old old timey rock bands like pre Beatles, and he was a singer in those with like you know the slicked hair and all that kind of stuff. Put out some records like that, and then went on to um, harder rock stuff, and then eventually he was he replaced Ozzy and Black Sabbath for a while, and then. Uh, and then eventually had his own band just called Dio, which, uh, I don't know. I really like his stuff. So he's also just like a really cool guy. He's the guy that invented doing that. The, the devil's horns. horns. His, his grandma's thing. Yes, that's right. To ward off the ward evil off spirits. Evil, the maloche. He's an old Italian. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, he's the guy that did the throwing up the devil horns. Uh, have you seen uh, the, what's the fucking, Pick a Destiny, James? Yeah. So he plays... Uh, he he sings. He when, sings at the beginning. At the when beginning, Jack Black's like a kid, and oh, his okay. parents are yelling at him, and then he like looks at his Dio at poster, poster, and it comes yeah, alive. That's right. Dio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he passed away a, uh, a handful of years back. So, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty well done little documentary. Last thing I'll mention is a movie I talked about this with you, John, when we went to see Mission Impossible. Um, it's a movie called Southern Comfort by Walter Hill, who did. Uh, 48 hours and like the driver Mm -hmm. stuff like that that we've done on the show did the warriors um this is a this is a fun movie i mean it's not maybe fun's not the word it's a really well done movie it's about like national guard guys um so like the weekend warrior soldiers yeah they're on a they're on a a training exercise in the louisiana swamps where they're supposed to get from one place to another place uh shit goes wrong they run afoul of some like backwoods crazy guys who kill their like leader guy and then they have to kind of <laughs> try to survive nice um it's Sound, actually it's really it good sounds good yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty good uh good cast good characters uh, powers booth is in it fred ward uh, powers booth. keith carradine Ooh, nice um i really enjoyed it uh yeah it's one of those like they're kind of you know getting picked off sort of thing and trying to figure out how to survive even though they're not like really actually very good at being soldiers yeah kind of thing yeah and it's kind of like a commentary on american military and all that stuff. i always whenever i think of national guard and like the weekend warriors i think of first blood yeah yeah right because there's a scene where they're like like listen gary like we only do this on the weekends like (laughs) we're not (laughs) we're not prepared for this psycho yeah yeah but yeah that's pretty much uh that's pretty much all i've been watching nice about you james right on uh i haven't watched too much but uh i watched daddy daycare nice classic (laughs) yeah you guys ever seen this i have not seen that were you on the plane no i was visiting in-laws that's a weirder movie to watch on the plane (laughs) that's a weird one to be like oh man i've been saving got all these choices yeah yeah let's go with daddy daycare (laughs) you guys watch daddy daycare yeah no i'm saving it for the plane (laughs) i gotta download it i'm gonna watch it on the plane (laughs) 
yeah, it's not like the olden days where they have one TV that you watch whatever movie they put on, right? Was it? Uh, I do miss those days. Who was it? Who? Wait, remind me who was in it because I, I want to say Steve Eddie, Martin. Ed, Steve Martin? Ed, no, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Eddie Murphy and who? Cuba Gooding Jeff Jr. Garland. Jeff Garland. Is Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn. Oh, Steve oh, Zahn's Steve in Zahn. his Speaking of righteous gemstones, yeah. I think Zach. Regina King. Okay. What's his name from Garden State? Zach Braff. Zach Braff, I think, is in the sequel. Oh, good. Or maybe it's cheaper <laughs> by the dozen. I'm getting them mixed up. Cheaper by the I'm dozen getting my uh, fathers doing their job <laughs> movies mixed up. I mean, yeah. it's okay for like a kids movie. It's it's not really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't want to kill yourself though when you watched it. I would mm-hmm. rather watch something else uh-huh. for sure. But, sure. Um. So yeah, so I watched sink. that. Sink, <laughs> sink, and then I watched um, the drop. Have you ever seen? Oh that? yeah, yeah. Was that Tom Hardy and yeah. uh, James Gandolfini? Is yeah. that who was in that? Yeah. Tom Hardy's good in it. It's a Dennis Lehane novel, I think. It is a Dennis Lehane novel. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was slow, but it was. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Somebody at work recommended it, so it's like okay. one of their favorite movies. Oh wow. So I remember seeing it and like, that's all I remember. Like, I don't remember anything about it now. I think it's referred to as a gentleman six. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know what else fits into there is like the outfit. Right. The outfit, the town. Did you see the outfit? Wait, no, I didn't watch the outfit. It came out last year. I think it's about a guy who like makes suits for the mall. Oh yeah. I wanted to see Super that. cool premise. Everything's great. Gentleman six. <laughs> the town. Now the town is an interesting movie. It's like some people like, favorite fucking movie yeah i didn't love it that much i started watching and turned it off because i just the town? It, it just was so slow oh my god james <laughs> i'm sorry holy fuck it was slow it <laughs> like don't get me wrong i can watch slow what's stuff. your what's your opinion on on once upon a time in hollywood what's my opinion yeah like did is you it, turn did you turn it off no i watched it <laughs> What's, I don't understand what the well I'm th- that movie is like is. Oh, I'm just compared to the, that's a really long movie that people would say is slow yeah but yeah but it's Quentin Tarantino good. so it's like I don't, I, I, well, I'm did, gonna give him did ben the Affleck, benefit of the, the doubt, doubt. Yeah. did Ben Affleck direct the town yeah I think he did I was I think Ben Affleck's a great director yeah I mean he's done some really good stuff for sure Gone Baby Gone I think is the, the peak there the pinnacle oh, Argo I mean, Argo certainly won more awards. I didn't think it was. As I think Gone Baby Gone. Is, I like way. Gone Baby Gone more, but it's also another Dennis Lehane. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I mean, and Casey Affleck is fantastic in it. Yeah. yeah Argo is a good Gone's movie. Good. As like, it's a fun. That's a fun like intriguey kind of. Oh, like, it's a perf- yeah, it's a perfectly enjoyable movie. Argo for sure. Uh, but the drop, it's about basically a bar that is a drop for cash. And uh, some money gets stolen. Um, it's about who stole the money. And then there's kind of a thing with um, Tom Hardy and Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Isn't there a dog involved? There is a dog involved. Well, let's see. That's more than I remember already. Um, Tom it, Hardy gets away with? Yeah, he gets away with killing somebody. Spoilers it, for the drop. He's supposed to be like slow. <laughs> he's so I was watching it and I'm and I was kind of like, 
is he supposed to be playing this as if he's like autistic? That, like, that's oh, what yeah. I kind of yeah, got. That's what I kind of thought too. That's what I kind of got from right. it. Or like a guy who's been hitting the head a lot. Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> explain it, but by the end, it's kind of like this guy's uh, this, this guy's <laughs> this guy's like a piece of shit. But like, are you supposed to be cheering for him? Because at the end. It works out for him. Like I'm gonna a tell happy you. Ending. Some people. So, uh, it some really made me think, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the world's not blocking away, this. James. The world's full of grays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. There wasn't. I didn't know what to expect going into it. So. Yeah, I'd be kind of interested to revisit that one because it was. I remember being kind of excited for it. I love Tom Hardy. Gandolfini it was based on the Lahane book. And then I remember being like, eh, so I don't know. What's the, there's another, I think a Ben Affleck movie that falls into the same category. Uh, oh, the, uh, another, and it's another Lahane one. It's another Lahane one. Uh, not since we fell. It's something like that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But it's like a gangster. It's a gangster like, one, but it's a period piece. Period piece. It's yeah, like the yeah. prohibition-y. Yeah. I saw that That's one another too. one that was like, eh, yeah, uh, it's like, eh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so Dennis Lahane. All Terrible right. films. <laughs> <laughs> Mystic River, fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's basically all I've been watching. So why don't we get to the movie we watched this week? Uh, let's hear a trailer. Oh, my God. Hang on! Go, go, go! Audiences and critics can't believe what they're seeing. Listen to me. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Tom Cruise has outdone himself with a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes! Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is filled with holy shit moments. This is why we go to the movies. Oh, I like her. It's pulse-pounding. It will rock your world with jaw-dropping action. Is this where we run? Go, 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 go! Probably. It's one of the best action movies ever made. What more can I say? See it in the biggest, most seat-shaking theater you can find. It will take your breath away. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Tickets on sale now. 2023's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Well, that's a mouthful. Um... <laughs> I should probably read it. it was, this is my pick. So, guys, what's your relationship with this movie? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I saw it a long time ago, last weekend. <laughs> so, uh, the premise. Ethan Hunt and his MIF team must track down a dangerous weapon before it falls into the wrong hands. I just want to correct you. It's IMF. Impossible Mission Force. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? I, MIF doesn't matter. Oh, I just wanted to say impossible mission. Not first. the oh, inter- IMF. Not the International Monetary Fund, which <laughs> is a thing that already exists. Impossible mission force. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Shut up. We don't talk about it. <laughs> it's so, we don't talk. What does it stand for? It doesn't Why is matter. it classified? Why don't I know about it? <laughs> impossible mission. We force. don't talk about the name. That is we just do the missions. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, anyways. So, John, why'd you pick this? I picked this movie because I need to really put... I need to get my yarn out and my push pins, but I think that Mission Impossible might be the greatest 
movie franchise ever created. Whoa. Action movie franchise. It's got to be. I think it may be, be the best there. straight up franchise ever made. Wow. Really? I, you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Have you seen Fantastic Beasts? <laughs> no. Interesting. I haven't. Uh, I I just I love Mission Impossible. And um, I mean, going back to relationship with this movie, we talked about this you know, a million years ago when we did the first movie. I saw the first Mission Impossible in the theater like four or five times. Wow, I loved it. I was like, what was it, 96? I was 96. like a teenager. I saw it too. Yeah. Like 14 years old. I mean, I love the first one. I love the first one. I owned it on VHS. Like, I, I owned like the, the book. Like, I I loved mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then the, the, you know, the second one came out and blew you away even more. <laughs> I, I was disappointed, but then the, it got back on track. Mm-hmm. You know now, what? I was thinking about that. The third one is the only one I didn't see in the theater. I saw oh, really? every other fucking one of them in the movie theater. Now, what happens in any of these movies? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It doesn't set, fucking set, matter. Set piece city. I know that sometimes there's bad guys. <laughs> sometimes they're Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sometimes they're AI. Yeah, that'd be an interesting test. Like, be like, okay, explain the plot of Mission Impossible One, please. Or, I can, or, do, I can do one. I can do one, <laughs> and I can do the one we just watched. <laughs> okay. Uh, one has a rabbit's foot. Uh-huh. <laughs> one, it's all about a, a list of it's agents the on list. A, no, on there's, a disc. the first yeah. one is the knock, knock list. list. Knock That's list. the first one. Yeah. The second one is about driving a motorcycle <laughs> head and on. Head on. <laughs> and it's like the. the well, Limp Bizkit says, yeah. I don't know why you want to hate me. <laughs> Can you imagine like John Woo's making his movies and like Limp Bizkit's like one day? <laughs> one day. Uh, I'm going to. Like Fred Durst is just like in his basement, being like, "One day, our our paths will, our collaboration is coming, Mister <laughs> Wu." I mean, can it's we really change blame, the world forever? I don't know if we can blame that movie on John Wu or just like what a shitty time in history. I mean, a time that I would give almost anything to go back to. Well, you know, I really at some point would like to do the second one on the podcast. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it. Because I haven't it, seen it in for fucking ever. It must be, I mean, if nothing else, it'll be fun to be like, what the hell is well, this? Well, we joke about it, but I hear it's actually not nearly as bad as we make it as out As we be. remember it being? No. Yeah. I, I just s- remember no. there was a lot of mask reveals. Oh, there's a ton of mask like, reveals. It's like, I'm wearing a mask. Oh, wait, I'm wearing another mask. It's like that family like, guy joke where she pulls off the mask and then she's eventually just a broom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the problem with the second one, though, is is maybe that going from De Palma to Woo was just a bit right. too much a of a vibe. Bit of a, yeah. Vibe shift. Like Seriously. maybe they needed to have somebody in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To like kind of just get point. them through. Yeah. So I mean, like I, I think that everything's changed a lot. I think that if something like that drastic happened nowadays, we would maybe be more behind it. But anyway, I picked this movie because it just came out. I mean, we're in the middle of Barbenheimer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dustin and I went to see this movie, uh, the first showing at the town just over, uh, city just over, whatever. And we were the only two people in the theater. Literally the only two people. 1140 Mm. in the morning. We went and saw this. Meanwhile, I'm listening to people talk about going to see Oppenheimer in like California. And a guy's like, yeah, I know somebody who went to the 6 a.m. 70 millimeter Mm. showing of Oppenheimer. (laughs) And it was packed. Packed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went at 6 p.m. to watch this movie and the theater was packed with. 
Oh no! Like the theater, not not the theater. Oh, like they were packed with they were packed with to see Barbara people wearing pink yeah. and people and, going to Oppenheimer and people wearing explosions yeah. on their head. Yeah. yeah, and as like I, I'm never like I don't I, I I want the studios to succeed for the for the films. So this Barbie Oppenheimer thing is great. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, and I want to I want to see both of those movies, but we uh, we decided we didn't do a Mission Impossible. I don't think Barbie or Oppenheimer really would have fit on here. No, I don't think so. So, so anyway, that's I mean, we could have done Barbie. <laughs> I'd want to see it really bad. Yeah, me too. Everything I hear about it is like, doing tomorrow. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um. So, but I want to see this fucking movie because it, uh, it's cool. It's a cool movie. It looked mm-hmm. fucking rad. I, I never really watch a trailer for it. Yeah, I remember seeing the motorcycle stunt, the long video that you sent yeah. us, James, quite a while before the movie came out. And then I watched that, and that got me suitably hyped, and then I didn't watch any trailers or anything. So I didn't know about any of the other scenes. or Yeah, I didn't know things. anything about like the plot or yeah anything. Just the motorcycle scene. Right. Um, yeah, I mean... This is going to be interesting to talk about because with each one of these, you're like, okay, well, how does this, how does this compare to the other, in like the other movies in the series? Because it's been banger after banger for don't, a while. I don't care. I'm not going to compare it to the other ones. I will just for fun. It's not like it mattered. Like ultimately, I had a good time with this movie, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I think I'll com- do a comparison. I honestly have a problem. I mean, this is the seventh one, so I have a problem even remembering what any like what happens to any in any of them I can, like it, it's kind of like the mm-hmm. fast and the furious thing <laughs> right i don't even attempt to remember what happens that's in a very fast. intricate mythology there oh, <laughs> yeah but you know fast and the furious the second one had the same problem as uh, this franchise so you know tokyo oh, drift oh that was the third one tokyo oh that drift was the third one. don't forget about too fast too furious <laughs> Which Idiot. which didn't have uh, didn't have Vin in it had uh, that's where that's where um, what's his face Tyrese came into oh the series God. oh he definitely filled that all right, I think we can all agree <laughs> I think we can all agree that Mission Impossible has better cast <laughs> what than, than Fast Tyrese? Than, other than James <laughs> Tyrese I would I, we should do a, so I would take Ludacris if we're gonna do a swap. we're gonna do some trades yeah. Luda who are you gonna trade for Ludacris who are we trading. Ooh, Simon Pig. No, that's the thing. So Zing Rames. I heard about. I heard about that. Do you know who was originally who was written for who the Simon Pig role was written for? No, Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah. Oh really? I mean, that makes a kind of sense. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that it would. Have I don't gone know over as well. how I could see that. I don't think it would have translated past one film. Yeah. No, he wouldn't have made it past one. You're no. right. Because even if he was funny in the movie, it's not the kind of. He, he's not endearing. <laughs> yeah, and like, and the thing is, is like, apparently, uh, Tom Cruise is, I, is like close with Simon Pegg. Oh yeah. Um, especially since Simon Pegg's like struggled with all of his, you know, abuse, um, drug abuse, whatever, alcohol abuse issues and stuff like that. But like, I can't imagine. Like he's sorry. Tom Cruise has made statements being like, "I'm with him, like I'm standing with him, and like he's always there for him and stuff like that." I can't imagine him and Ricky Gervais, Tom Cruise and Ricky Gervais having oh no a good relationship. Can you can you imagine he just slag him off all the time? Yeah, he'd can just, you imagine he just, do stand up bits about him and stuff. 
really <laughs> shitty stand-up bits about how he's an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. Okay, so did we can can we explain the plot of this thing? Yeah. Uh, to me it's pretty weak. It's yeah, it's weak? perfect. It's per- it's perfect. Okay, we got we got two very different <laughs> viewpoints here. Uh, I mean, AI. Okay, it's topical. Yeah, I get topical. it. I get it. Um, when it was first introduced, I was like, oh, okay, I don't know. Because the thing with AI in movies is like, it's easier for me to accept it if it's a you know we're talking about Terminator and it's like it takes place in the future. Yeah. When it takes place right now, however, I was I got over that pretty quickly because I was like, well, there is a lot of fucking creepy AI shit happening right now, right? I mean, obviously nothing to this level, but well, throughout the movie because the movie's so long, I started thinking, okay, this thing's trapped in a submarine. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the ocean, and, and I'm just like trying to. Is it? Yeah. Mm, that's where the I think that's where the the thing is that can deactivate it. Yeah. I don't think it's trapped there. No. Because it can. It's, it can, tra- it's just it's no. just like wherever the internet is or whatever. It's oh, it's in the system. It's in yeah. the system. It's loose. It's the ghost in the machine. It's so, contagion. So man. what's in the sub then? It's the ghost protocol in the machine. Uh, I don't know. And I, I don't think care. it's. I think it's a device that can deactivate the thing. That's what's in the sub. Yeah. It's the original source code. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that we need to. Ex- the thing that happens with these movies is like, yeah. here's the jargon. Here's the thing. Does it matter? It, it doesn't really go matter. Go get this. Do this. Yeah, yeah. Run over here. Yeah. This is slightly above. Like, there's a scene. There's this famous scene, like NCIS. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Where, like, I've seen every episode. There, <laughs> there. There's like a, a virus that's like attacking them. Right. You've seen. Have you seen NCIS? Dustin's a big. Uh, yeah, I'm a big NCIS. Head. <laughs> He's a big S head. Um, but the, like, there's a there's the like a snapshots. Like, I hate a, the snapshots they do. I, I actually don't know anything about oh, the show really? other than this scene. So there's this scene where they're fucking being like hacked, right? Uh-huh. And like this character, I think it's a woman, and she's like, it's too powerful. Like it's going too fast. All these things are popping up on the screen. And then another guy comes and he's like, let me help. And then they're like both. They're both typing. Yeah, like they're playing fucking chopsticks <laughs> and they're like both just like ticking tacking. Right? One of the most and it's, thrilling it's me, scenes it's in like, cinema. That is kind of what's happening in every movie with a virus to me. It's like, I don't know what's happening. It's all garbage and gobbledygook. So to me, it's just like, there's an AI. It's super smart. It knows everything. And there's a special key. That's all I need to know. I mean, I am glad it's not another like biological weapon. Because like I feel mm-hmm. like that I'm so done that's, with that's played out yeah with biological weapons oh yeah that so. was so 2015 so here's so here's the thing I I I kind of think I get where you're coming from a bit James with like the plot being like a little bit of a drag because while I think the plot doesn't really matter in these movies so much other than as a means to to propel the characters from one exciting scene to another. Um, this one does drag at times. I mean, being two hours and 45 minutes doesn't fucking help. But there's also like a shitload of exposition in this movie, like scenes of characters just being like, well, this about the thing, da da da. Some of it is fun and works. And like we were talking about John after we watched it, like you get uh, a lot of Mission Possible One vibes in yeah. this movie. Not just from like, there's like visual cues that they are even throwing back to that one. But you get some of those De Palma, like we talked, Spycraft, um, that 
the f- kind of fun that can come from that stuff. But man, there is a lot of scenes there with is. people blah 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 <laughs> just like fucking there is chatting, a lot of that chatting about about shit it's absolutely not perfect no but no. it's it's i it's like i don't care right like, i just don't i don't care about whether it makes it makes enough sense for me to just be like all right there's yeah, this thing. i mean I, get I, me to the next thing that's going to be uh, super fun i super get fun. it yeah, just it, propel it, me forward yeah it Whatever the plot is, it's just a, a vehicle that's used to show Tom Cruise do crazy shit. I believe it's called a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. A MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> and they do all sorts of cool, like, cool spy type stuff that is just, like, really fun. There's, like, the sleight of hand magic stuff. There's the pickpockets, you mm-hmm. know, elements. And then you've got, like... Right, because we got Haley Atwell's character, who's, like, the the thief that's added to the mix. Yeah. You've got jumping off stuff onto stuff. <laughs> always a, out win- of always stuff, a winner. But like <laughs> lots of running. So, okay. Lots of running in this one. And one of my favorite running scenes in any of the movies happens in this when uh Shay Wiggum is in the airport mm-hmm. looking for Tom Cruise. Right, he knows he's blown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's the, everybody's like, "All right, it's time to just like run we'll meet up later and you just see him yeah you see shay shay wigan like looking around right and then and we in, see the him in the background yeah on the top of the, the roof like that's just shit it's like fuck yeah and there's some fun spy stuff there too when you know ving rames is replacing tom cruise's face digitally so that they are stopping the wrong people that kind of thing and there is and then there's cool stuff with with that where the ai is like making one of the characters invisible yeah the the villain si morales gabriel yeah. there's gabriel also stuff thing. that doesn't make any sense like if this ai what if it's predicting everything that happens there's a scene later on where um what's what's Sam pig Sam pig's character's name uh, yeah, Benji. Yeah, when there's a scene later on when when Benji is driving in mm-hmm. a car, yep. and he's like, "I gotta be on my computer. I'm gonna go into I'm gonna put the self drive on, self drive on." Mm-hmm. So why doesn't the AI just take that over? Yes, I can't, most certainly you, thought about that while this happening. <laughs> I, I can't start asking those questions because then everything unravels. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. So that scene in particular. Like you sound just like a Scientologist. <laughs> I can't start asking those questions. It, in that scene in particular, I'm just like, uh, like it would have been funny if the the car wasn't able to drive correctly. Like, well, I thought we were gonna get an action sequence out of that with the car like veering. Yeah, around exactly. The road well, and him is, trying to like grab the wheel or this something. The right? him him like in that Simon Pegg in the. In the car, in the BMW, is juxtaposed with. We're coming up to the scene you were talking about earlier, Dustin. The big, the big uh, uh, jump off the mountain scene mm-hmm. is happening yeah, at yeah. the same time. Yeah, he's directing Tom Cruise to get to the place where he can do that. So all I'm saying is that, like, when it comes to like the plot and all that stuff, I know it's de- there. This, there are I've certainly just, holes. Yes. I've just like kind of like let it go. Yeah, I mean, so like that scene where he sits in the passenger seat, it just seems like it's almost like the writers got to a point where they're like, okay, well, we need him. We need Benji to be way over here. Mm -hmm. So, but we also need him to be on his computer. How are we going to do this? Right. So we're just going to get him to go in the (laughs) passenger seat. And I do think that when you make him make movies this well, you're like, 
yeah, okay. There's that, but there's also there was also some talk of the computer maybe wanting Tom Cruise to get to be in a certain place at a certain time because it it wanted a certain outcome with him there. Well, there was the talk about uh, Tom Cruise on the on the train, and if Tom Cruise kills Gabriel, the entity wins. Right. If, and if Gabriel wins, then then the entity wins. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of like a win-win. That's right. the the thinking, I guess. I have no idea what's happening. Damned if movie. you do, <laughs> damned if you don't, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I did have times where I'm just like, okay, forget it. Like I don't really. It doesn't really matter. The plot doesn't matter. He's trying to figure out X, Y, and Z. Okay, I can get there. Right. As yeah, as someone who loses interest very quickly. In stuff like this, when I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. I just had to like let myself be like, no, nope, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just want him to well, jump off of stuff. That's and like you're saying, John, like that's easier to do when the exciting parts are as well executed as they are, and they're so as fun and adrenaline filled as they are. Yeah. Like then it's easy to kind of go, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, get to the next. Yeah, and there's <laughs> lots of action, yeah. and it it is almost action scene to action scene. Like it's almost the it's the little bits in the middle mm-hmm. that are just we get we get some uh, serious talky talk at, yeah, it, at times. I, it just gets cheesy at times, it, though. Well, because I think one thing too is that because this is the first half of a giant finishing movie, they introduce new characters. We've got all our old favorites back that are like the squad from the previous handful of movies, except for Renner. Yeah, no Renner. Um, so there's a lot going on. Then then there's all these interested parties, and we've got, okay, so there's the entity, but then there's this these the human face of these people that are after it, and then there's the people that are after Tom Cruise from the government, and then there's, like, Vanessa Kirby's character, who's, she's got her role to play in it, and then there's the Asian lady that works for the guy, you know, so there's, like, all these fucking moving parts, and it's just, like, it feels a little unwieldy at times, like, it feels like... They're really trying to do a lot. Yeah, in this. but I think of like James Bond movies. It's mm. pretty much other than there's the villains always change and their henchmen change, and there might be like another agent or another two agents. But for the most part, a lot of the main characters don't change. They're the same. Yeah, but I think you have a smaller cast in general in a Bond movie, right? You've got Bond. You got what M. Yeah, Q. Money, money, punny, whatever. Yeah. Like. Uh, there's, yeah, Q, and that's kind of it, right? Like, um, whereas maybe some of the newer ones, they had kind of some more recurring people and stuff. But um, this, they're like, okay, we got our five, whatever, however many characters from the previous things. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring back this guy from the first movie, Kidrich, Kidrich is in this or whatever. Uh, we're gonna have you know these two or three villains. We're gonna have. I mean, I liked having him back because. No, yeah, that was cool for sure. He's great. Like he just the way he speaks is just yeah. awesome. <laughs> There's also like I don't know. It's almost like I want to get rid of like move on from like the. Yeah, yeah, we we should because there's are some other weird stuff, stuff too. Like when they're all in that like room finishing finishing each other's sentences. Like they're going around like Kittrich and all the other like right all heads. these big wigs. Delaney's yeah. there like. They're all just like, and then this, and then they just keep pick, picking up. It's like, oh, this is weird. I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, ah, whatever. This is fun. It's cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the Mission Impossible. I, I mean, stuff okay. So my one last thing, the negative is, uh, it drove me nuts when Tom Cruise kept saying Grace, 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 <laughs> Grace, 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 <laughs> all the fucking time. Haley Atwell's character. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, and she was kind of a frustrating character, right? Because she, he keep being like, hey, like, I'm doing this because you're in fucking trouble. And yeah, but she's like, what well, the fuck does she know, though? No, she know she's just a pickpocketer. Well, I mean, she's she, should, she should know after a few of the first events that, like, shit is, is crazy. Like, she's in a bad spot. But, and I don't know, she just keeps ditching him. I don't know. <laughs> like Anyways. Over and over. Like, there was like four or five times, I feel like, where she ditched him. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, let's talk about the actual stuff that makes these movies so fucking fun to watch. Because I think that stuff far outweighs, the, at least for me, outweighs the negatives. How about the negatives. That, that fucking car chase? Yeah, and the little, that little car. That yeah, is one of car. my favorite car chases in any movie. Like, the being tied together like chained together with yeah they're handcuffs. handcuffed yeah. but then and they're like the wrong way flipping and yeah. flipping back it's so creative like they, and they roll fun. down those stairs and then they're like reversed in the seats again and yeah. Stuff. yeah i i just love like every second of it yeah that stuff's all really fun and it's like a, it's like some weird like souped up mission impossible car and he like doesn't know how to drive it at first and it's like it's they can't turn it properly she's doing like all the circles in that courtyard and what <laughs> yeah and then you have uh paris driving like that swat vehicle yeah yeah um and just like mowing through just stuff mowing people and, and like she's badass yeah she's great like she's an awesome character she's a great character um that was mantis from uh the guardians of the galaxy movies as you guys yes i didn't realize that oh later. i didn't realize that either yeah. Hmm. uh yeah she's fun um we get that really kind of cool showdown on that like bridge in Venice where uh, Gabriel is fighting um, Rebecca Ferguson's character Elsa Elsa yeah Ilsa and, Faust. But, but, but the like narrow fight that Tom Cruise is in like in that oh little, yeah uh, oh that was alley, fantastic that was great yeah, that was great uh, that was actually one of the highlights for me was that little like there's no move, way to where to move in that and he's got people on either side of him trying to, to beat him up and I think that that's what's so great about these movies that they're so, like, clever in the way they're setting up their. You know, it's a, it's comparable in a lot of ways to like John Wick, just with like different sets of rules. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, like Ethan Hunt can do John Wick shit just in a different way. Almost, yeah, totally. It's it's like the action is delivered in a different way, but like it's they're very inventive, right? Like, yeah, they pick. Amazing locations, of course, mm -hmm. uh, which is the same as Wick. They have um, crazy parties they go to, like <laughs> Wick. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. But then it's just like, okay, well, we've sure we've seen a fight in a narrow space. We've seen a guy jump off a cliff or whatever. Like we've seen all those stunts, but they just do them. Well, first of all, they do a lot of them for real, which you know, there's they've got blood in the game, and that always yeah. makes it more exciting to watch. But also they just find ways to be inventive about these types of things we've seen and do it in a refreshing way. Right? Yeah, I mean, the difference uh, of the Mission Impossible movies and John Wick is Mission Impossible. It, it's a lot of knife fights. And yeah. like mm -hmm. there's not so much, you know, he's not going through shooting like head shooting shot him, the head. you know, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's a lot out. of. In fact, he doesn't smash the, that lady's brains out with his uh, pipe at that one point. Yeah, I do like how later on 
you know, Gabriel shoots her and is like, you were going to betray me, (laughs) which is kind of cool. Like Gabriel's character that he's just, he's so badass and knows like everything. I was trying to figure out if he figured that out on his own or if the AI told him. The AI told him. The AI tells him everything, but I mean, like it's still like, it's a, he's cold. It's a good use of, because you're, you're trying to, you use the AI, but he's using Gabriel. And so us as an audience can understand Gabriel. Mm-hmm. He's like a fill-in, right? So he's the fill-in for AI. Right. He's like the, the human manifestation of the thing. Because like, if you didn't have Gabriel, you would just be like, you're fighting. You're like, fighting a faceless an, thing. Yeah, an right? invisible thing, right? right yeah. So You need that. To, you definitely need that person to be in that position. Yeah. What does Gabriel get out of it? Just the, the fun sociopathic... Uh, well, there's this line I think where where Tom Cruise is like, "Oh, he loves to just cause suffering or something." But the like thing that. is, that makes more sense to me than like this is real world rich people. <laughs> like, it makes more sense to me. There's this dude who just like loves chaos and fucking shit up. That makes more sense to me than like we have real life people who just like, why do you hoard so much money? It's just mm-hmm. like there's no purpose to it. Like we, we are, we, we accept certain things in the real world. Mm-hmm. We're in, in, you know, in a movie we're like, yeah, but what's his motivation? <laughs> it's like, well, well, that's how we've been taught to think about I, these I, stories. I know, right? but the truth is that like his motivation is just like, what's the Joker's motivation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it gets, I think it gets across a little better. And maybe in something like the dark Knight, as opposed to this, because we, you know, we have these like, Oh, Gabriel, we have this, these flashback scenes, Gabriel, betrayed Tom Cruise and whoever his original love was or we assume anyway from that scene he shot this woman and killed her when they were doing a job together or something this is pre him being in the impossible mission force oh okay because I I was like I you know I don't remember this yeah it's not from the other movies it's supposed to have happened before he ever signed up because we don't know how he ever even became this agent right? right we see a little bit more of that in this where now Grace, the Grace character is offered to, she's going to be sworn in and become one of these people who, they were all like her at one point. They were all yeah. in a position where it was like, you're going to be offered this choice to join up or, you know, otherwise your life kind of is going to keep continuing to be some so, weird shitty thing. Yeah. Can I circle back to something that we were talking about earlier when we were comparing uh, Mission Impossible to the John Wick franchise? I want to compare Mission Impossible and John Wick to a lesser extent, but Mission Impossible to what action movies are and how we've seen kind of the collapse of superhero movies over the last little bit with the uh, certainly we I feel like there's blood in the water, right? Yeah, <laughs> so here here's my my thing. This why Mission Impossible and John Wick succeed where Marvel fails in it's it's kind of like I just wrote like down, you know, Mission Impossible feels like an older style of filmmaking where yeah, sure. you're just your people. There's people, they have motivations and they have things and they go places and they do stuff. Whereas what we're seeing with like, you know, Marvel, it's that sure it's new, but everything's connected to everything in a way that makes it like you almost stop caring where like for Mission Impossible, I think this is kind of like the last time they can get away with doing this, like the <laughs> world ending. Right. It's too big. They need to start going smaller again. 
Right. It's yeah. It's the the Fast and the Furious, right? Where yeah. They, they start out as the DVD stealing guys, and now they <laughs> yeah. now they are secret saving agents the world. who save the world and fly cars in space. Right? And that's why it makes sense for like why this has to come to an end with the big stuff. And then I think if they're gonna make more in the future, it should be like they're stopping a criminal from doing something, or whatever it is. Whereas with the Marvel stuff, it's like nothing feels real. It's all fake. Like, and I mean, like, literally, like the sets are fake. Everything's faked. Um, I've heard people, like, talk about being on set for Marvel stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, you jump in. Mm-hmm. You do a couple lines. You have no idea how anything connects to anything else. Right. Nothing feels, like, personal or, like, these people have even met each other. Whereas when I watch Mission Impossible, I'm like, these people are in the same room. I feel like they spent time together. Well, okay, but to, okay just for a sec. Let's be, to be fair, like... There was a time when we were all reasonably invested in what what was going on with Marvel. I would agree, but I would also think that that this is why if you just do the exact same thing over and over and over again and it, for Marvel they 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 got bigger and bigger and bigger like Mission Impossible, but it got less real. Mhm. With the use of more CG, yeah, more to, well, I mean, and when you're telling those kind of stories, obviously, it, you're gonna have a hard time telling these superhero galactic level cosmic whatever superhero stories without doing the CG stuff. Yeah, but with the thing is that Mission Impossible, I feel like it can come to almost an end and then kind of go back to its roots, mm-hmm. which I think is what's happening with like some side superhero stuff, maybe James Gunn in DC world can do that but like with the marvel stuff it's just i don't care about any of it anymore there's too many shows Mm -hmm. there's too much stuff nothing's everything's connected but nothing feels like nothing feels important because it's just a continual onslaught where we know that it never ends yeah this thing will lead to this thing which will lead to this thing which will lead to this thing but it it also doesn't feel like filmmaking Mm -hmm. did right where there was sets with and there was locations. Yeah. No, it's like, uh, and I talked about that with you about the Indiana Jones movie, too, yeah. the new one, where it's like nothing happening on screen is real. Like, I don't believe anything that's there. It's maybe Harrison Ford is actually standing in a room, but like he's not on a horse. Yeah. He's not on a street. He's not. <laughs> like none of the things are happening. That's what I was trying to and get you to. you can feel it. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. I mean, the problem is like, I don't know how many people are willing to do this kind of filmmaking and the impetus for a lot of it, you know, crazy as he is and there's, <laughs> he's part of an organization that is extremely damaging to people on a huge level. He is the impetus behind these movies. He's the one pushing and producing and starring yeah. in these films and making them a reality. And I've heard the exact same thing said about, we're talking about. Yeah, about Margot Robbie in the Barbie movie. Oh yeah. And they're like, the reason this movie works is because Margot Robbie put her name on it mm-hmm. as an actress, that, that as a producer. Yeah. She did everything to make sure that Greta Gerwig made the movie that she wanted to make. Um, she got Ryan Gosling on board. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sometimes it takes a person like that behind it. There is nobody like that. And this kind of sucks. I'm, I'm, now it's kind of riffing off of something else I heard, but the same thing was, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? 
Robert Downey Jr. Mm. in in the Marvel universe. Mm. Like he's like the guy that kind right. of holds it right. together. Right. Can it exist without him? Apparently not. <laughs> Right, and that's 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 Tom Cruise too, and he, but he holds it together. Right, so that, so yeah, I, the th- the problem is like maybe the studios respond to this and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, the Mission Impossible movies generally do pretty well, but they're not world beaters. Like this Mission one, Impossible? this one, yeah, like this one came out and it's not well doing no, that great. It, like it's doing fine, but it's not doing great. I think in its defense, it lost its IMAX like right away. That's true. Um, and then even the most savvy projections did not see Barbie and Oppenheimer doing this much. They just broke the record for like the most money earned on a Monday, well, Tuesday, they, Wednesday. They couldn't have predicted the whole Barbenheimer thing, right? They sold just as many tickets on Monday as they did on Tuesday. Like mm-hmm. I think it was $26 million. Yeah. Like for like three days in a row. Yeah. Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So like it got, it's a cultural phenomenon because of memes. Fucking Oppenheimer <laughs> got, like, they say $5 million in like runoff pussy. Like right, because right. Barbie was full. Right. Yeah. Like that's insane. Barbie's full. I guess we're going to Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like, can you imagine a world if I told you like a year ago, like, oh, there's gonna be this Barbie movie, and then people are gonna be like, ah, oh, it's too full. I'm gonna go see the movie about the fucking Operation Paperclip and the Manhattan Project. No, but it's the same thing every year. Like last summer, uh, nobody. I don't think there was a single person that predicted that Top Gun Maverick was gonna be the number one movie of the year. Everyone no. or the summer or whatever. Like everyone was like, no, it's going to be one of the Marvel things. And, and then fucking Top Gun kicked its ass. And once again, Top Gun, obviously Tom Cruise. But I think didn't uh, did McQuarrie write that that script? Yes, he, he, wrote, he wrote the script. Yeah. So ho- hopefully there's a takeaway for some of these studios that are like, OK, audiences are starting to get sick of this superhero shit. They're starting to want something else. I think um, it has to do with the main lead the main lead in the movie has to i mean sure oppenheimer that's its own right thing. that's no that's nolan yeah. as the drawing power. yeah but it's the main lead like even in john wick john wick is john wick yeah because of the story but it's also because of keanu reeves right he's yeah, the for sure he's the force behind it all people are invested in keanu reeves exactly yeah. so it, it's like certain people that uh, I don't know what it is but it's like certain actors or actresses that it's like no I'm going to make what I want and I'm going to put my career on the line because this is what I want to make and it felt like there used to be more movie stars right yeah where it doesn't feel like Margot Robbie I looked up so she's 33 years old She's got to be like on one of the youngest people who could do something like that. Yeah, and and that's cool that she can too because even uh, I think you know everyone's like, oh yeah, Margot Robbie, she's a star, she's in all these movies, but like she just had a handful of movies that didn't do that fucking well before Barbie, right? Yeah. There was that Babylon thing that was a the big, huge bust, like uh, you know, like I don't even think, but that was I don't be, even think the, that was the, Brad Pitt was in that too. Yeah, and I don't and I don't think the. Um, the, Har- the second uh, Harley Quinn movie even did all that well no, either. It didn't do well. Um, and that was, and that's Gun. Yeah. So. Oh, no, that was Suicide do, Squad. He didn't do that one, but yeah. Um, so anyway, it's just a weird time in the whole in the whole industry. And especially now we've got these strikes and all that stuff. I don't want to go into all that. But like, 
uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what's going on going forward because I feel like we're in a real transitional well, period right now. The thing, and like we don't have to go too deep into the whole strike thing, but but the thing about the strike uh, from the studio's point of view is they feel like, especially with the actors, they don't have to pay. They shouldn't have to pay the actors residuals and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff because they think they're the ones that are taking all the risk, right? They're the ones putting all the money out, so they think they're taking all the risk. Except for Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves and right, Margot who, Robbie. Who they're they're putting their happen. careers on the line sometimes. Mm-hmm. The, like, you know, like, if Barbie was a flop, it, it easily could have been a laughing stock, a, mm-hmm. a punchline, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you think that would have been really... There is definitely a reality in which that's the way things went. Right? <laughs> and the thing is, like, Greta Gerwig would have been fine because Greta Gerwig's going to fucking make Greta Gerwig movies. Yeah, and she's going to make uh, Chronicles of Narnia for Netflix. Which is so fucking crazy. <laughs> but think about the IP she's made. Like, Little Women, Barbie, yeah. Chronicles of Narnia. Weird. Weird, weird career. Weird world. But, <laughs> but like, you're right, James. Like, they put their reputations, and, like, Tom Cruise has earned his reputation, obviously. And I think you have to say, I'm putting aside mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> his person, his per- Like, I would follow that fucking guy. Yeah, if I was working on a movie, and fucking Tom Cruise was like, guys, this is what we're doing. We're going to do I'd this. Like, Hell yeah. We're going to be we're fucking- We're going to save I'm cinema. Gonna, I'm going to fly off a fucking cliff- for real, <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, man. All right, yeah. Like, I'm fucking. Let's do this. I'll be yeah. an acolyte. I'll, yeah. yeah. And McQuarrie. I what? mean, don't no, tell me about Zeno. Let's stick to yeah. the movie. <laughs> but I feel like he's a guy who could probably separate his religion I from think his it work. Seems like it. Um, I'm like Mel Gibson, who I'm sure is. <laughs> um, but like, McQuarrie as well. Let's not forget. How many people liked Way of the Gun? <laughs> well, me and you. Okay. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It is like critically panned. People hated it. It was a huge flop. did not flop. do well at the time that it came it out. It did. It was terrible. Talk about movies I went and saw with nobody in the theater. Mm-hmm. Right? And now he's making the biggest movies of the... Yeah. Some of the biggest movies of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, these people do have a reputation, like you're saying, James. And they do risk it. Because if this was if 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 the Mission Impossible movies that he made before this were huge flops, he wouldn't be where he is. He wouldn't have written yeah. Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I That's just true. I like it's to me the whole superhero thing when when everybody when you get every single celebrity is every single celebrity is one of the super- is one oh, of yeah, the Jude su- Law. Which one were you again? <laughs> you, you know, you yeah. know. It just you were Blue Beetle. Who are you? <laughs> to me, the only thing in this superhero realm that is like really big is like the Into the Spider Verse. Right, it's but those unique. are their own, those are their own thing, and they're I know areas, it's, they're it's unique, unique and different. They're, they're taking yeah. risks in exactly. Spider Verse that they're not taking in yes. the real movies. Right, yeah, exactly. and the real movies cost a fuckload more. <laughs> to be fair, again, I'm going to bring up uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three because that was a fucking banger. I haven't uh, seen it. Uh, one of the better Marvel movies, that, certainly the best one in quite a while. But, but that's but that that's, that's the let's rarity. Talk about that, that's though. the rarity. Who he James Gunn mm-hmm. fired from the movie, yeah, yeah, brought back to make this movie, back, yeah. and now he's gone making fucking I just, Superman can, movies. I, and the thing, can James Gunn just 
start making cool movies like Slither yeah. and Super and stuff like that it again. Would be, I wish he <laughs> all these fucking oh wait, wait we can listen to look forward to Shazam three or whatever. Yeah, but Guardians of the Galaxy three, it's kind of like the end, isn't it? I felt like an ending for me. I was like, like okay, this was really great. Yeah, but it doesn't I'm feel like the got, end of the to, whole. I don't know superhero well, thing. Yeah, for I me, mean, for me, yes. I have a hard time with any I'm Superman like, I'm dipped, movie. Right? Like I'm done. Well, James Gunn is, but he's making a movie that's more about, from what I understand, the relationship between Lois and Clark. Like, like the show, Lois and Clark? Yeah, with Dean Cain. Yeah, he's going to make a show that's more about their relationship than it is necessarily about him being like... I'm not even saying you can't. Like, you could still make a good superhero movie, but I think you really got to step back and reevaluate and be like, what can we do? How can we do this with like a fresh point of view that's actually something? And yeah, some of it might be bringing in uh, practical elements, more practical elements. Or you just some, need to take some time. Well, that too. We, we could really use a breather from all this shit. But let's get back to, to, the, <laughs> to the stunts in this film. Yeah, the stunts. Okay, so I'm, I think that the car chase is like an absolute standout yeah, car for chase one of the best scenes in the movie. Is is really fun. Uh, the thing, the funny thing, and we talked about this too, John, when we saw it, the, we'd seen the motorcycle thing already. Yeah. Yeah. It still took my breath away when we had that overhead shot of him like falling, just dropping (laughs) in the air. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's crazy. But I was so glad that there was stuff that I didn't know about, like the car chase, like the train sequence that we get at the end of the movie. It's awesome. Yeah, so we they just got they just made the best uncharted movie. Yeah, yeah, like that was an uncharted scene. Did you guys I'm sure you guys didn't bother watching the uncharted movie that came out no. with uh I did Tom watch Holland, it. did you? Yeah. It sucked so much. It sucks but so bad. That that was that scene is ripped. We we're talking about it's, it. It's like totally it's ripped right out of yeah, a game, the third game, uncharted fourth game. game. Yeah. But, but that, that's that, like that's the greatest idea for a fucking sweet action to be like he's hanging the train is hanging off the thing we're seeing all the shit fall past him the thing i like about that scene is for the most part it's like silent yeah, yeah. until you know some stuff falls and clatters or hits the ground yeah, way I, below it just but yeah it, otherwise I, it's them straining and like trying to hang on like yeah it's just way more impactful that it's yeah you hear the crashing of like the plates and the tables and all that stuff the piano <laughs> but it's just like how many rail cars is it gonna take mm-hmm. for right. this to stop right it's kind of i like it yeah, yeah. That, that stuff was so fun to me that- everything on the train i thought was like really great we get the masks it's used again, again right and it's again it's a callback to the first, first movie, movie with the train um uh, we get the fight on top of the train of course with gabriel and all that and then, those things they gotta like duck under and like yeah. that, that oh, narrow yeah. space under the when they go underneath in the tunnel and stuff like it, it's great it takes every single trope you could ever imagine yes and it puts it into one yeah, incredible sequence tropes. Yeah. yeah and i watch movies the stories are pretty much the same I just like watching them from a different angle, yeah. you know, with different people. And it's great. And it makes me it makes me really happy. It's just taking material and doing it well. That's all it is. Like, let's do this in a way that it's like we're going to shoot it so that it, that, that it looks good, that it's as exciting as it can be because of the angles we're getting it from. Um, we're going to use gonna, great actors. We're gonna get, yeah, we're going to use great actors. We're going to get you to buy into this and be like on the edge of your fucking seat by doing these things that you've seen before. Like, 
And, and you know, you kind of know how it's all going to wrap up. You know where it's going to go. You know, we're going to be setting up for the next one because this is part one. They named it part one. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's going to save the day, but I don't care. I, I just still want to see how he does it. You yeah. know, it's almost like, I mean, a word that's thrown around a lot. And I think about a lot is like competency porn. Like it's mm. almost like competency porn action movie. Yeah. Like, no, this guy's sure. really fucking good at what he does. It's a John Wick. This guy's really good at what he does. Definitely. Um, oh, I forgot too about the cool like shootout sequence in the desert at the beginning when he's going through those buildings with like the sand drifts in them. Oh, and that's yeah. great. And All that stuff. That was really Sarah fun. Ferguson has like Rebecca my favorite. Yeah. Rebecca Ferguson, sorry, has one of my favorite. Uh, it's like the scene in the last one, the the recharge scene. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She has this, and that was just a choice he made because that's how he like stretched out. Cavill, yeah. Yeah, that's how he, you know that? Yeah. So she does a thing when she's like sniping people where she kind of like blows her eye patch. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that just looked so fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like that same kind of vibe. And it's just like little stuff like that. Talented people doing, making talent, like good decisions. Just makes you be like, yeah, this is why I watch these things. Like, I can't wait to see what happens next. You need those like little character moments, even if it's something as small as that, to sort yeah. of like draw you more into it too. Why right? is she hanging out in the middle of the desert? She's hiding because she has the key, and everybody's Perhaps after the her. Yeah. There's yeah. a bounty out for her. Right. The American government, I think it was, put a bounty on her head, like yeah. Kittredge did. Kittredge, yeah. Uh, so, but he didn't tell Ethan that. <laughs> um, well, he. Doesn't he tell him later? Tells yeah, him he No, he later on he tells it to the white queen. The white Oh, yeah. He That's tells it to her. Or the white But it's widow. not her, it's, it's her. actually it's, Grace. It's with the mask right. on, yeah. Um yeah. So she's hiding out there while assassins or people are trying to get her. Right. And then he fakes her death and then mm-hmm. Um I thought Isai Morales was great and just like very hateable. Uh, in the way that he played Gabriel, I th- like think he did a really good job. Oh, he did an amazing job, I think. Yeah, because he considers not much on the paper there as for him no. as a villain. No, but I think that for for uh, going up against Tom Cruise, you have to be you have to be able to take up as much space as him, and yeah. who can do that? And he finds a way to mm-hmm. be like, I'm important too. I am an a, a good foe. Right. Yeah. He makes you you buy into it. You buy that he's like. Uh, as good as Ethan or whatever, like uh, as and he, yeah, he's so like almost unkillable. Yeah, you get that right. sense. And well, I mean, he has the entity behind him, so yeah, I know he has that moment where he falls off the train at the right time to land on the. Can you imagine trying to t- time something yeah, like that? There's like, no way. Okay, my clock, uh, my watch. Okay, it's one second. Okay, and I'm gonna jump off this thing now and hope I land in the truck yeah, some bed. Buster Keaton shit. <laughs> yeah. But like that, I I forgot about that until just now. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Because I still am like, ah, goddamn it! Like when it happens. Like, I, I mean, mean, I just kind of like chuckled a little bit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I laughed out loud at points when I was watching the movie in the theater because I was like, they, they didn't just do that. Did they? Oh shit. Same with John wick. Right. Like yeah, I, can't, no, I, hate, I, know. I hate going back and comparing them, but they well, are, it's, it's the two big action fr- franchises, right? That exists like, right now. Nothing competes with, yeah. with these two, yeah. these yeah. two 
octogenarians <laughs> doing their own stunts doing the craziest shit um the, the other thing of the motorcycle thing and uh it was a great quote from you john after the movie was like like it's funny how ethan hunt's character is like he's reticent like he's yeah. hesitating to do this thing and it's kind of funny like the, the exchange he has with simon Pegg, where he's like He's like, this is a cliff. Like, you want you, know, like, you want me to jump off the cliff and then use a parachute and try to still land on a moving train? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, like all that stuff. But like, the funny thing is, we were, like you said afterwards, like, yeah, I got the impression that like, yeah, okay, Ethan Hunt might be scared to do it, but I don't think Tom Cruise hesitated to do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's like, hell, we're doing this. He's like, we're doing this shit. And that goes a long way towards making Ethan Hunt the character. Mm-hmm. who he is right is the fact that like tom cruise is like hey guys check out this fucking crazy thing i'm gonna do i'll put it on the internet you know drive a motorcycle but i do think that he, that tom cruise might be less fearful than ethan hunt yeah it's probably true well and i definitely get the impression that like ethan hunt is like barely keeping his head above water the whole movie like he's yeah. just he's always behind like even that, yeah, right. even that, like um, that point where the AI like takes over the uh, the directions, like pretends to be. Yeah, right. That was cool. That was a cool that was kind of cool. That was creepy, right? Because yeah, that was creepy. You're like, oh shit! Like he thinks he's still. Of course, like well, of course they're gonna do something but like that's that. In a movie, really but cool, I didn't think about it. That's a really cool idea, James. Like. I never thought about that, how he's like trying to catch up. Like he's kind of a little bit back. Like mm-hmm. would Ethan at his peak would have, would have, yeah. would have been easier for him? Yeah. Like that's really smart. Yeah. And like, I mean, when he's, when it's like, turn right, turn left, turn right. Like it mm-hmm. got like to a point where it's just comical. Cause it's right. like, and okay. Like, oh, sorry. Then no one, you went, to, uh, I sent you too far or whatever. Like, no, 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 not that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a cool scene. Um, and there's lots of little things like that. The other thing, too, sorry, one last thing when he jumps off with the parachute was when he actually, like, crashed. He comes through the window of the train <laughs> with the parachute on. I wasn't anticipating that. I thought, no, no I oh, wasn't. he's going to land on the yeah, roof was and a... find his way into the train. Yeah. No, he fucking <laughs> comes through the glass. So that's the other thing about these movies is that they're funny. Yeah, there's little funny like, parts. There's just funny mm-hmm. parts. You have to have, like, a certain amount of brevity. Yeah. Right? And... Um, Especially in the three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, so like there, there's these little little parts that you're like, it, it, it's funny and it's engaging and it's like crazy stuff I've never seen before. Yeah, it's so good. Well, he yeah. was—I mean, that scene he was just lucky too because he like takes out one guy by smashing through the window, and the other guy's like trying to grab the gun or a knife or whatever, and then yeah. like the air grabs the parachute and pulls him back, and then he like cr- crunches the guy behind him. Yeah, <laughs> like he's only he only like won that <laughs> scenario because of pure luck or whatever. Yeah, in a lesser movie though, we'd be like, this is so stupid. Exactly right. Like we wouldn't buy into it. We wouldn't accept it. We'd be like, this is fucking lame I'm like it's so dumb <laughs> but yeah i don't know uh is there any other like cool scenes that were well, i'm sure so there is. we can talk about every sure single is. part yeah. of the movie yeah but i don't think we need to i mean so yeah the end he gets the key he fakes out uh gabriel which was which was fun because yeah there's that that's the funniest cheesiest moment when he reaches in his pocket and he doesn't have the key and he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah he has a lighter that's classic what was that lighter was it emp 
because the lighter never gets used. No, I think it was the lighter. I think it was the lighter from his the the woman's body that he recovered. Who who Gabriel shot in the flashback? I thought he took because he the also lighter. gives it to Haley Atwell and is like something to remember me by. And I think he's got like a tracker in it or something oh. like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anything? Yeah. Anything else? I don't. I don't Gets think so. He's off to find the sub at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, because Paris finally betrays Gabriel and says where the yeah she tells him where, where she to goes. go. Oh, yeah, she doesn't die though. She doesn't die. So is so, there so is there going to be a spinoff? A spinoff. Oh well, she'll at least be back in the next. She'll half. be back. Oh yeah, Carrie always was the uh, the scummy government guy that was going to team up with Gabriel. He's like, I'm the only one who knows where the. He's like this, the Homeland Security Secretary or something yeah. like that. Should have known he would be bad right from the beginning. Oh yeah, he plays that character really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What did you think of Shea Wiggum? Oh, I love Shea Wiggum. He's he's fun in this, chasing him around and everything. This is like he's in his, in his pompadour and his partner. Yeah, yeah, I like his partner. I like it's his like, partner what, a lot. what side are you on? <laughs> yeah. So this is classic like. You know, it's just like Lionheart, actually, that we talked right. about. The young guy is like, oh, well, what if he's right? What if he's right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know. Should we get to the our ratings? Yeah, let's get to the ratings. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? Sorry. I just stole that. Stole that from the needle, the needle drop guy. I follow him on TikTok. Oh, yeah. He, uh... I like his stuff. You know that I was looking up the ages of these people that Haley Atwell is 41. Yeah. I thought she was in her 20s. Oh, no. Yeah. Like she was, um, I know. Agent Carter. Yeah, I know. But I still thought she was incredibly young. She's 41. Didn't she not look like really young? Yeah. I I was like, who is this person? (laughs) (laughs) How's Sarah Ferguson? Not Sarah, uh, Rebecca. Rebecca Ferguson. She's she's older too. She's been in the industry for a while. All right. Well, I'm gonna go first. Uh, my personal reaction is a seven overall, six point six. Definitely the lowest. Yeah, you're the lowest by by a margin. Well, especially compared to John. Uh, my reaction is an eight. My overall score ends up being a seven. My reaction is a ten. This movie's fun, and I loved it. And my overall is a 9.6. It lost some for pacing because it is two and a half, two yeah, hours or 45 minutes long. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. But you could lose some at of the that same exposition. time. <laughs> if that meant that I get to have got to have all those scenes in it, I'm here for it. And because you guh's uh, scores are too low. Uh, well, my reaction's an eight. I feel like that's uh, pretty healthy. I mean, to be honest, there was a point like in say the first hour that i was like okay this is dragging a little bit but then after that it like the movie just ended and i'm like oh okay that went pretty quick i picked up so i feel like i'm very sensitive to how much like how long things are like i do not very often get lost in things so i do get the time it's easier in the theater i feel like to get lost in a movie for me anyway yeah and but I still did notice the length on this one. Yeah. I, I, if I have to leave and take a piss, then it's, it's a long movie. Um, still really enjoyed it. I think um, for me, the last 
the previous three movies were better. They're just they're tighter. They're more to the point. Mm-hmm. I, I got a little more excited about them, especially Fallout. Like Fallout is my favorite still. Fallout yeah. is well, you didn't really compare them, but I Fallout's still my favorite. Yeah, I think so. And then Ghost Protocol is a fucking banger. That's with Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's the third one, actually. He's um, the best villain. He is the best villain. If you could transplant him. Into, okay, wait. So then, that, like, does that mean that the you said the fourth one, Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol is the one with yeah, like the, the tower. So that scene. one was written by McQuarrie. Yeah, right. And he, it was directed by Brad, Brad Bird. Bird. Yeah. So McQuarrie has made. Yeah, he's been involved with the last yeah four of them. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, still really fun definitely worth seeing if you've enjoyed the series I don't think there's any reason you're not going to enjoy like this one action yeah. movies period yeah if you like action movies so overall 7.7 7, so that is a four way tie at number 32 with First Blood Ooh. Starship Troopers Ooh, man. John Wick 4 and that's it hmm, interesting John Wick 4 I can go first while I did not give this movie as high a rating, I don't believe, as Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is more important <laughs> and has got more going on. Yeah, I mean... But, oh, oh, oh. But, now that I say that, which is a better action movie? Mm. And I would say that this is a better action movie. It's probably true. So I'm going to have to put this ahead of all of them. Wow. Um, I think I would maybe put it, man, I'm actually torn between putting it behind all of them or maybe in front of John Wick 4, but I would definitely still have it behind Starship Troopers personally. Just like overall, those are funner watches for me. Um, they're easier to, going to be easier to repeat watch Starship, something like Starship Troopers or what was the first one in the list? First Blood. Oh, First First Blood. Blood. I mean, First Blood's an all time banger to me. Um. Yeah, I, I can't put this ahead of First Blood for sure. What about you, James? You got any inkling of what you're thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm. To me, I think it's like equal to John Wick Four. So to me, it either goes ahead or behind. Yeah, I'm kind of undecided. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like to me that's where it's at too. Like those are both the most recent entries in their franchises. They're both like really great. Um. I don't even know which one. What you'd put it ahead of John Wick Four, eh? Well, here's the thing, guys. There's been how many how many numbers are on this list? Oh, tons. Two hundred and thirty. <laughs> I just don't feel comfortable on a list of two hundred and thirty <laughs> movies putting it at number thirty five instead of number thirty two. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And you, I feel like I don't. will die on this hill. All right, we're gonna be here for a while, guys. <laughs> I don't fucking put it behind tune all in, of them. Tune they're, in, like, they're all great. Get, get yourself a tea. They're all great. They're yeah. all great movies. I mean, it's one of those things like John, you're saying like this is a better action movie. Like, yeah, you can make that argument. But it, you know, it's probably a better action movie than Tombstone too, yeah, right? right? Like it's kind of. I, I know it's just. I'm it's just, saying, just like it doesn't. Or I'm just picking an arm, yeah, um, an arbitrary way to just. I mean, that's the only way we ever rank these things is arbitrary. Yeah, right? and it's however we feel that day, right? So, like, let's uh, put it ahead of John Wick Four. Okay, is that, is that sounds good? Is that a compromise? Because 
don't know. Honestly, don't know. after this conversation, I don't care. We're not going to remember any. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. When you're, weeks, when, you're time. when you're facing. Except that the next time that there's a tie and we're like, yeah. how is that behind that? <laughs> I can tell you this, Dustin, when you're facing down St. Saint Peter <laughs> in front of those pearly gates, yeah, and he asks like, you, he's like, what's better, what John kind of an Wick? What idea was it to put <laughs> John Wick 4 behind? And then you're going to spend the rest of Mission eternity in seven. hell. Yeah, and he's like, sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. You're, you're going to burn done. for that one. Yeah, you got to go. Uh, John Wick for life. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have to watch in hell? Oh, um, man. Hmm. I don't know, like a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie, probably, or something like that. Mm, okay. All right. Weird that he went right there. <laughs> hey, don't make me watch this Mary Kate and Ashley movie, Satan. Don't do it. Fucking don't cr- it takes do two. It. Don't want to watch oh it. My God. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Dustin. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at Action Action Podcast. You can see our list. Uh, Pretty sure I need to update it. Oh, checking uh, it twice. But that's on uh, Letterboxd. We're starting action, to get action. people who are, are clamoring for John's return. Yes. And so here, here he is. It's a little taste. It's a little taste. A surprise. We no. we weren't expecting this too. I will say, I did read a message that we got, and somebody said very nice things about me, and it was very very kind. So I do appreciate it. Will I return? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just periodically. Yeah, just keep writing to us. We'll keep bugging them. Yeah. You know? But uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. 